This is the Mark Podcast from Lifeway Women. We're your hosts, Elizabeth Heineman and Kelly King. Each episode, we'll talk about what God is doing, how He has and is marking each of us. Sometimes that will be through interviews, and sometimes we'll have conversations around the table. We're so glad you've joined us today. Has God called you to lead? Whether you've been a leader for years and are looking for new strategies, tools, and encouragement, or you want to explore your call to leadership, Lifeway Women offers training events that equip you to carry out your mission. We offer one-day and three-day leadership training in a variety of cities throughout the U.S. and online. We'd love to have you join us this year. Learn more at lifeway.com forward slash women's events. Hello and welcome to the Mark Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Elizabeth Heineman, and I am here with my co-host, Kelly King. Hey, Kelly. Well, hey, Elizabeth. Um, It's going to be really fun today because we get to talk to a name that a lot of people are going to be familiar with and a Bible study that people are probably familiar with, but we have some new new and exciting things. So if you are familiar with Experiencing God or the name Blackaby, we have Richard Blackaby on today's show. So welcome to the show, Richard. Well, it's great to be with both of you. Yes, we are so excited to have you on here. And one of the things that we do on this podcast is we're going to have you introduce yourself. Um, so tell us about yourself and your family and your ministry. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm Richard Blackaby. I'm the oldest uh, child of Henry and Marilyn Blackaby. Uh, they had five kids, and um, all five of their kids ended up in full-time ministry and uh, and I'm, I'm the oldest, and I've got three kids. I've uh, been married nine, uh, 39 years to my wife, Lisa. My dad actually baptized my wife when she was a college student. And, oh, uh, yeah. and we've got two sons and a, and a daughter. Uh, my oldest son is a church planter in Canada. And uh, the next two kids both work with me in our ministry. And my dad, when he retired, uh, started a ministry called Black Be Ministries International, where it just basically allowed him to travel the world teaching people how to experience God. And uh, about 16 years ago, I took over that as the president. And so I do that full time now. And I've got uh, two of my kids, a son-in-law, a nephew, a sister, a bunch of folks that are Blackabees that all work with me. And so it makes it a lot of fun. Yeah. And you have a strong legacy in Canada, although you live in the Atlanta area right now, right? Yeah. But, uh, you know, basically the Experiencing God story really took off when my dad uh, accepted a church in Saskatoon, Canada, um, many, many years ago. He left a church in California. He is a Canadian, but he was in the States uh, pastoring and had gone to school there and met my mom and uh, had his first four kids there. And uh, But when he moved to Canada, it was a very, very challenging mission field. And, uh, and that's when he really started seeing God just do miracle kinds of things. And, uh, and so that's where I grew up and went to university and so I've always been a dual citizen. I've got a, a parent that's American, a parent that's Canadian, but uh, but our, my formative years were in Canada, and a lot of about half my life has been spent on either side of the border. So I'm I, I'm pretty comfortable in either country. Oh yeah, I've actually been to the seminary in Cochrane a few oh, times, okay. and that's just such a beautiful part of Canada. I love getting to go up there, and I have to tell you, the first time I went in there, um, went into to that area, and I've crossed the border. 
it was kind of funny because they said, hey, if you get any grief about, you know, why you're coming into Canada, just tell them that you know the Blackabees and they'll let you in. That was, I thought that was pretty funny. When I, when I came to wow. Cal- Calgary Airport, they were like, hey, just tell them you know the Blackabees. I was like, well, I really don't, but I know of the Blackabees. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. he uses the crossing of the border to say what That's you have right. to do. That's yeah. right. <laughs> well, we had, uh, when I was at that seminary for 13 years, we had a lot of volunteers come through from the States to help us at the seminary. And so I think they got used to hearing about that seminary and <laughs> Americans that were coming up to be there. That's great. That's awesome. Well, I imagine most of our listeners have heard of the Bible study Experiencing God, which was first released in 1990 by your yeah. father and Claude King. Can you tell us a little bit about how that study came to be, like the the background of Experiencing God? Yeah. Well, there's a lot, a lot that happened, but basically my dad, you know, when he was called to Canada, uh, at that time, uh, he was Southern Baptist, but, but Southern Baptist didn't have any, then their, um, foreign mission board then, international mission board, mm-hmm. they didn't work in Canada. And even though it was international and the home mission board or North American mission board now, they didn't work in Canada either. It was the only country in the world where Southern Baptist wow. did, did not work. So he went to the one place where he w- wasn't going to get any formal help. And all he had was God. And he discovered that if you have God, you have all that you need. And so God, because he couldn't turn anywhere else for help or financing or support, um, he just kept turning to God and he discovered that God was a, was a lot more than just a doctrine. He was a, a person who wanted to be involved in dad's life and help him and guide him and provide for him and protect him and comfort him. And, and it just became so real to my parents that uh, we, and we, we attracted a lot of college students. We, we were near a university where our church was. And our church was made up primarily of college students. And, of course, they wanted to know all the big questions, like how do I know God's will for who to marry, what to what to major in, what career to go into. And, and so my dad was always sitting down with a, a student trying to help them discern God's will. And, and so he just kind of became known for that. And long before he ever wrote anything, uh, he'd be invited to speak in various university, college events and, and gatherings. And they'd always have him talk on knowing God's will. And eventually Lifeway uh, had some people that heard him talking about that. And they approached him and said, uh, we've never heard anybody talk about knowing God's will that way and walking with God. Would you, would you be interested in writing that down? And, and my dad really wasn't that interested and <laughs> felt and thought he was way too busy. And so they kept tracking him down and kept trying to encourage him to slow down long enough to write it. And he just, he, he's never slowed down. And um, and so eventually Lifeway asked Claude, Claude work for Lifeway and right. was an editor. And they said, Claude, just follow Blackaby <laughs> around and record every time he talks uh, on this subject, just record it and try to get this thing in, on paper. We think there's something there. And and eventually that's what they did. They, they recorded him talking a couple of times. Claude kind of worked with that and talked a lot with my dad and hashed it out and eventually became experiencing God. And honestly, they, I think they printed 5,000 copies and they thought, you know, we hope we can sell all of those. But as soon as it was released, uh, even before it was released, there was just a stirring. I mean, you could just tell that it was just tapping into a very, very deep need felt by many people, Uh, not just to know God's will, but, but to know God and to, to, to not just know about him, but to experience him. 
That is an amazing story. And now it has sold more than yeah. 8 million copies yeah. in 47 yeah. languages. So, Well, I think they, the, the, now the, the latest number is about 75 different languages. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. We, don't, we don't have the latest information yeah. here. That I is amazing. Had, I just had someone contact me uh, a week ago from India saying they want to translate it into about four or five other languages in India that it's not in yet. And so it just... Oh, wow. it, it's really hard to keep track of that because there's also just some pirated versions where some, <laughs> yes. some person in some little community just translates it for his little group of people and right. we, we never even hear about it but right. we're just glad it keeps spreading that's that amazing yeah so now just in the last you know year or so you've you've worked with your dad and then Claude again um, has been a part of this and your brother to revise the studies so tell us a little bit about the difference in the new version and how maybe it's updated yeah well uh, last year or so uh, during COVID basically they came back and said you know it's been out 30 years we'd, we'd really like to give it a fresh look actually it's not my brother it's my son that's listed oh that's right that's so, right okay. yeah it's my oldest son and so they they had me just kind of work through the workbook again and really just update it um refresh some things just improve some things i i, I think it's definitely the best uh, version of it yet but but then they also wanted to do new videos for it and uh my dad just is at he's at an age now he's 87 uh, where he just wasn't able to make the videos this time. And so they asked if uh, if my oldest son could do it with me. And so that was a lot of fun. So I'm my dad's oldest child, and I, I made the videos with my oldest child. So my dad's oldest son and oldest grandson. Uh, and to watch the second and third generation still teaching these truths uh, and watching people still just... Uh, having their lives just transformed by them 32 years later is really exciting. Wow, that's so fun. And what I, I was just wondering, too, when it was first done, um, was Avery Willis part of that initial? Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, he was. Oh, he was basically a- the one that, uh, that saw that and said, uh, he, um, He's the one that kind of first got that on his radar and yeah. and and um, had Claude King. He's the one who kind of assigned Claude to follow my dad. And and, and Avery and my dad uh, became great friends for, uh, for many yeah. years. Such a giant of a man. And I think about even just really Lifeway at that time, you know, was known for the ongoing curriculum and the Sunday school materials that we produce. But there was this new stirring of just the Bible studies. And you see um, what Avery did with Master Life. And then you see Experiencing God. And, and really, I do think that the Lord was like, it was that for that time, a shift and a change in the hearts of people to just get into God's Word and know Him better. Yeah. So. Well, there were some giants yeah. there. You know, T.W. Hunt was also mm-hmm. involved then, and he and and Avery and my dad and Claude, several, there were just a bunch of giants uh, then yeah. at the time that just uh, took God's people to a whole nother level that they, I don't mm-hmm. think that they had gone to before. Mm. Yeah, so we've heard stories from, you know, people who have done this study many times, some even once a year. Mm -hmm. Um, And so why do you think this message resonates with people again and again and again to where they do want to do it over and over? You know, it it blows me away still. Like, I mean, I'll have people come up to me all the time and they'll say, I've led this study, you know, 45 times. (laughs) Wow. I I was just with a guy a week ago. 
he's always teaching experience in God, but he takes 72 weeks just to go through it once. Oh, That's wow. It. And uh, I just said, how do you, you know, yeah. how, who, who signs up for that? <laughs> but, um, that might be a Bible study at my pace, to be honest with <laughs> you. <laughs> well, he said he started out trying to do it just, you know, one unit a week yeah. uh, for 12 weeks. He said we just re- couldn't even get through the first day. We kept talking about it. And so mm. now he does one day a week and then a video one for one day, uh, week as well. So, but um, yeah, but what people say to me, Number one is that they they just keep getting more and more out of it every time because, you know, if it was just material, I mean, when my dad wrote the material, he, he said, I don't want this just to be another course that mm-hmm. just you just learn, you know, okay, this is what this course is teaching. I got that. I'll put that course away. He said, I want people to actually experience God while they're going through experiencing God. And mm-hmm. and so he wrote it that way with that intent. And so people keep saying that's what happens. If, if it was just to learn information, you would have learned it all after the second or third time through. But, right. but if you keep experiencing God every time you go through it, then you just keep wanting to have another experience with God. So you keep going back. Yeah. yeah. The, the quote that I just resonate with over and over again is really about that. It says, um, the goal is not to finish this course, but to have a life transforming encounter with God. That really yeah. is the goal, isn't it? Yeah. And then a lot of the leaders, they, every time they lead the group, they see people's lives transform. So they keep wanting to lead it again because they, mm-hmm. and I, people will just say, I've taught lots of different courses over my life, but none that bring about such life change as this one so they said i just i just get so excited every time i see a a room full of new people to take the class he says that they have no idea what's awaiting them but i do i know that their life won't Mm. be the same and so it it gets kind of addictive to when when you're a part of what god's doing there's just nothing better than that Yeah. yeah Well, you mentioned even just doing this with your son, and so this particular re-release has some video content. So tell us, you know, maybe there were some good stories about uh-huh. filming, some backstories. What uh-huh. uh, I heard a little bit happened. about yeah. the filming and just how yeah. it was be- in a beautiful setting. So tell uh-huh. me, yeah, if there's well, any fun you know, stories. What made it interesting was that my two sons also wrote the new youth version of Experiencing right. God. And so they were making all those videos at the same time we did the adult one. So, so my oldest son was a part of both of them. So he, he would film all the ones with me for the adult version. And then he'd also film everything with his brother for the youth uh, all in one week. And so the film crew told us they'd never done that many videos in one week. And we were going to do it in Canada originally, just kind of to go back to where my dad grew up and sort of where a lot of the experience in God truths were kind of formulated but covid was still you know messing a lot of things up and uh and a lot of the film crew they were concerned just couldn't get across the border so at the last minute they pivoted and we went into the kind of seattle washington area and i tell you what they had picked some breathtaking um, venues to film mountaintops and Mm -hmm. national parks and uh on the ferry boat going into downtown Seattle and in downtown Seattle it was just really amazing. Um, but, but I mean, we, it took a lot of work, a lot of prep and trying to get it on all of our calendars was quite a challenge. And, yes. and then the week that we got there, it rained every day. <laughs> so that's oh. like, you can't, you, we would have had to, you know, rebook it all a year out later. And so we just thought we, we've just got to do it. And I remember getting up uh, one morning in our in our hotel 
And I mean, it was just torrential downpour. There's just no way you could film in that. And so, you know, I was so proud of my boys um, watching them filming in those conditions. And we, there was, we were on a mountaintop and you just, we, I think we had to finally just, just kind of trash that video because yeah. there's just raindrops coming down my forehead the whole time. And, oh, wow. you know, you're soaking wet and uh, they would be holding umbrellas over our heads until right when it was time to start filming, just to have a start out dry and, and watching my boys especially handle that. And, and then we were in downtown Seattle, like a block from where they, the, the original Starbucks was started. And of course, it's very liberal, kind of crazy area mm-hmm. of America. People walking down the street, talking to themselves and preaching to who knows who. And um, and there we, there's my boys talking on the, on the sidewalk about how to experience God in front of a bunch of cameras and in the rain. And people are walking by, looking at this and wanting to talk to us about it afterward. And it was, it was, <laughs> I was so proud of my, my boys just under those circumstances. They just did a great job. And so, of course, you'll never know all that was going on in the sidelines right. uh, when you watch the video. But and, and in one case, we're in a, on a ferry going into downtown Seattle and my, my two boys are each did a, a video there. And, and, and as they're, as they're being recorded, they're at the front of the boat and you can see downtown Seattle slowly coming into the picture and uh, the space needle getting bigger and uh, and then, but they've got to finish the filming and then we've got to tear everything down and get it down and load it into the van that's down below right. in time to drive off, you know, and not <laughs> hold everybody up. And and so as my son is teaching and I, I, I'm watching downtown Seattle, you know, looming right behind him. <laughs> like <laughs> a timer. They, yeah, you can't do a retake. It's, yeah. you know, you got to nail it because we got to get this thing shut down. And uh, so there's a, you know, the, it looks real peaceful when you watch it, but you don't know, like I'm just praying, God, let there not be any retakes on this one or we're going to hold up a whole line of traffic down yeah. in the bowels of the ferry boat here <laughs> but it was uh, lots of adventures and i tell you just doing that with my kids and watching them take what their grandfather wrote and translating mm-hmm. that into language that teenagers today can understand and accept was uh just so rewarding for me i just i used to think the greatest thing in all the world was getting to teach and preach with my dad but if there's anything any better it might be just teaching and preaching with my own kids i love that and i I love the stories of tapings. We get to ask a lot of our Bible study authors about their tapings, and they're always, I think, far more adventurous than people realize. That's right. (laughs) There's a lot of efforts. There's some people that have been, like, freezing cold out and waking up before the sun and all these different things. So it's always fun to hear. And then Um, the film crews were were just outstanding. Yes. Camera guys, everybody was just A1. And, you know, and and they just had positive attitudes. We, You know, when they said, okay, be ready to go at 530 in the morning and you step out (laughs) the door and it's just torrential rain coming down. It's like, Mm -hmm. all right, you know, what are we going to do with this? And But we got it all done that week. And, you know, I'm, I'm just disappointed. There were some breathtaking venues that would have just looked so beautiful right but they you know they they work some miracles too with the 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 cameras and what they ended up capturing anyway so we just at the beginning we just said god we know that that satan would love to uh hijack this project and deteriorate it and make it not as good as it could be but this is in your hands it's your message and you, you control the weather and 
So we're just going to trust that whatever comes out is just what you want it to be. Yeah, and I love what you said about just working with your sons. And I'll tell you a quick story, uh, just a personal story about your dad. Um, This was several years ago, and I was at a prayer conference where he was speaking. And my daughter was 14 at the time, and I was just weeks away from going on a mission trip. Um, And she had said, hey, I want to go with you. And And kind of our family thing was, hey, when you're 16, you'll get to go on an international trip with mom or dad. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you're only 14, you know, let's, you know, you've got a couple more years and, you know, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and your dad, your dad was preaching and I'm not kidding you. He just, he said, if your kids want to do something with you, to experience God, if they, if they want to, to do something like a mission trip. And I just was, I was sitting there and I thought, are you kidding me? He just said that. And I went home and I told my daughter, I was like, well, I think you're going on the trip with me. And I'm so, I'm so glad, you know, wow. those wow. are the kinds of things that, you know, the Lord just kind of uses that. Yeah. To, and, and really that ministry that you get to do with your kids, there, there is nothing like that, right? Oh, you know, I of all the things I've done to be able to watch my kids being successful. Now they're writing books. Uh, all mm-hmm. three of my kids have written and and made videos. All three are in ministry. I, there's just no success uh, that I cherish more than that. Uh, what uh, of all the things I've accomplished, just getting my kids to grow up and still love Jesus and love us is uh, I, by far and away the greatest uh, success I think I've ever had. Yeah. That's so cool. And I love that you're all just like, it's like a family, um, mm-hmm. a family, uh, now I can't think of the word, but like a, you pass it on generation to generation. The legacy. Is, the legacy yes, right? Thank you. Right? Thank you, yeah, Kelly. There you go. There you go. And that's always been a big thing in us. You know, my dad's dad was the greatest man of God he ever knew. And so mm-hmm. we, we, we can't even trace back. We, we can't get to the end of the Christian legacy. Wow. It just keeps going. And so, you know, I, I've just always been fascinated by that. Why is that? You know, all all five of my parents' kids, not only did they go into ministry, but 30 plus years or more later, they're still in ministry, 30 mm-hmm. years later, all, all five of them. And how do you how do you do that? And yeah. then, you know, my dad had and mom had 14 grandkids and uh, a lot of those are in ministry and they're all uh, Christians. And so it's people are just, you know, really baffled by that to yeah. say, why, how does that happen? And mm-hmm. I don't even know for sure all the reasons, but I, I, I've been a part of it. I've been, a, you know, had a front row seat to watch it and be a part of it. And I, I tell you that it, there's just, that really gets me excited. And now I've got, I've got eight grandkids and recently the, the two oldest grandkids were just baptized. And so now we're starting the, my parents, great grandkids mm-hmm. are, are following Jesus as well. What a testimony to mm-hmm. just God's grace and yeah. um, over your family. Mm-hmm. Well, you mentioned that there's a teen study out. Yeah. Um, there's also a book, like a mm-hmm. regular book and yeah. a Bible. <laughs> We're always like, uh, we use the term trade book in trade book, yeah. in the industry, but I did not know what that meant when I first started working at Lifeway. <laughs> so I'm always like careful to not book. use that <laughs> language. Uh, yeah. So yeah, a regular book and a Bible out now. So what would you recommend? Who would you recommend do each one? Read the book, do the study. I mean, obviously, we would love for everyone to do all of them. Yeah. But if that's not in, you know, going to happen, which would you? Re- who would you recommend read the book versus doing the Bible study? 
Well, you know, the Bible studies are, the, the what's sold the most has been the workbook. And right. the workbook has questions and blanks you fill in, and it's it's designed so you can study it in a group with other people. And that's the best way, I think, to do that. Mm-hmm. When, when you're in a group and you're processing it together each week and hearing what God's saying to other people. And so if you can do that, if you can do it with some others, or even if you do the book by yourself as a, your morning devotions and you work through it, that's probably the the you know the most interactive way because you're right. processing questions and so on but i i know some people just aren't really into workbooks and uh filling in blanks and maybe they maybe you're a business person and you travel a lot and you know you're going to miss a bunch of the the bible study groups um, then the book is good because you can just take it anywhere and just read through it and the book actually has more material in it because it doesn't all the places where there are you know blanks to fill mm-hmm. in workbook we, we added content there in the book, mm-hmm. so you, you actually get more content if you just read the book, and it, it's going to tell all the stories and have all the teaching there, um, and if you're good at kind of processing what you read on your own anyway, you know, as you read a chapter, there's you stop and you kind of process it and think through, then, you know, you, you might be good at that, and, and then that would be good. You actually get more content, and you're not, you can do it anytime, and you can read through it a number of times, and and then the Bible just came out brand uh, There was a Bible years ago that uh, went out of print, uh, uh-huh. and uh, and now it's back, and it's a beautiful, beautiful uh, Bible. It's I would just I would call it a devotional Bible that okay. just really designed to help you experience God as you're reading the Bible. And and so you know if you um, you you probably want to have several different kinds of study Bibles and so on at your disposal, but. Uh, this is a great Bible. Just uh, I, I say, if if you were going to do your Bible readings and you just, but you could do them with Henry Blackaby every morning, and, <laughs> and as you yeah. sat there in the room and you both read the same chapter, chapter three today, did you notice in verse six when God said this? Did you notice when he he used this term? And did you did you notice that how God responded when the person did this and didn't obey there and? And, you know, he, that, that's kind of what the experience in God's study Bible is intended to be is just a real help uh, for you to kind of, for my dad to sort of point out all the stuff you might have missed mm-hmm. if uh, you didn't have someone in there just to kind of make sure that you, you got all the good stuff as you went through each chapter. And so, you know, that's just a great thing for everybody to have. And, and especially if you've maybe been studying the Bible out of the same Bible for a couple of years, uh, it never hurts just to get a fresh one with, you know, fresh uh, mm-hmm. pages to write notes and underline things in a, in a new way. And, and I know my Bibles get kind of worn out, and now and then it's just good to get a fresh one and say, God, I appreciate all those things you said to me in years past, but I, I need a fresh word. And so I'm going to start with fresh pages and let you just show me stuff I haven't seen before. Yeah, I, I agree because, I I mean, I have several Bibles, and even when I'm getting ready to study something, I'll pull out several of those just to see the insight that maybe different people maybe wrote a, a study yeah. note, or they explained a certain word, or there's a devotion that kind of goes along with that. And so um, I, I do think, like, and, and like you said, just every few years, just to refresh and just have maybe a new translation or a right. different study Bible is, mm-hmm. is such a good way to, to do that. Um, all right. So one of the questions that we ask all of our guests, um, because we're the Marked Podcast, is we want to <laughs> know, what is something that has marked you in your walk with the Lord? Well, the, uh, lots of things. I, I guess some of the most formative happened when I was early on in my walk with God. But 
I, I remember when I was in college, I, I really was scared to death that God was calling me into ministry, and I just I just didn't want to do it. I, I'd watched my dad and, and my mom, and they were just so committed and so sacrificial, and they had gone to really hard places and were really sold out. And my dad would get up at four in the morning to spend time with God. I, and I, I didn't want to leave the faith or anything. But I just didn't want to be that committed. Mm-hmm. I, and so I was trying to just find a compromise somewhere, you know, to say, God, how, what if I'm a godly social studies high school teacher mm-hmm. or something? Like, just, you know, I'll, I'll go to church, but, I, you know, I just, like, I, I'm just not sure I want to get that that sold out. And um, and basically, uh, the second half of my, my freshman year in, in university, uh, the short version is I God allowed me to have uh, the most terrifying experience in my life. <laughs> and I, I, had, I experienced something that absolutely terrified me and shook me to the core, and I, it just got my attention so radically, I just realized I couldn't play games with God. It, there was too much at stake, and um, I'd had a really good friend that, that almost suffered terribly because I was not walking with God the way I should. And uh, when I saw the cost it would have for others, for me not to walk closely with God, I just realized I can't, I can't play around anymore. And so I, I remember the next Sunday, uh, I, I knew I had to, I had to settle that with God. And so my dad was still the pastor of our church and uh, the altar call came and I, I'm still kind of fighting it, but, I finally walked down the aisle and told my dad that I was all in with God. I'd been running from God, but I wasn't going to run anymore. And uh, I went back to my seat. I thought, okay, I told the pastor I'm I'm good. And and Dad stops the service and says, "Well, we've had a young man come this morning, and of course I'm his <laughs> oldest son." And he said, "I'd like him just to share with you what he said to me." And I I'm thinking, well, that that that's exactly why I didn't do this sooner. I didn't want to have to. <laughs> speak in church and here right I mean right away I'm having to do the very thing I didn't want to do and so I and I'd gone all the way to the back of the auditorium and so I didn't even come back to the front I just stood up where I was I said I've been running from God I'm not running anymore and I sat down that's about it and uh, um, and then just spontaneously people just started standing up and saying well I'm not right with God either and and I need to get right yeah. and another guy stood up and said I've never been baptized and I'm, I'm ready to get all in with God and and so many people started responding just spontaneously all over the auditorium yeah. that my dad actually had the piano player start playing again and yeah. opened up the altar and the whole front just filled up with people there's about five people that are in ministry still today that that yielded to God's call after that that time and and I looked at that and I just it just blew me away. I mean, it was almost like as soon as I got serious with God, God began to show me the difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, and and if I'm not walking with God, how it costs people, and how when I'm sold out to God, how it blesses people. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm glad I did that my first year of university because it kind of just settled that trajectory for me. And I just, I never forgot that. It was so vivid. It was so dramatic that um, I just, I, you couldn't miss it. And I just, and so ever since then, I've just had to say, God, I, even when I don't feel like it, when I'm tired, when I feel, you know, I've got kind of just overwhelmed with busyness, I, I can't slack off. I can't settle for less than God's best because who knows who it might cost. It might even cost one of my kids or my wife. And uh, I just, I can't afford that. I, I could never face that. And so God, I'm, I'm still all in with you. Mm-hmm. 
What an amazing testimony of the Lord. And just, um, I think for our listeners, you know, a lot of them may, you know, be a young adult who maybe isn't where they exactly where they should be, or maybe kind of running away from that. Or uh, there may be a mother or grandmother listening to this who's just, mm-hmm. you know, you're still praying for yeah. maybe that child. And I think that's a great encouragement that, that God hears and that God does work in lives. So thank you for sharing that. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and God has ways of getting your attention, yeah, <laughs> you know. He does. And when, you, when you're praying and saying, God, I, you know, what's it going to take to draw this, this child, grandchild back to you? And unbeknownst to you, God is working all kinds of stuff in the background, and he's never giving up. And mm-hmm. uh and he, he loves to whisper to us, but he can raise his voice uh, mm-hmm. if he needs to, to get our attention. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for being with us today. This mm-hmm. has been such a great conversation, and we definitely want our listeners to, if you have never done Experiencing God, or if you have done it and you, you think, well, what's different? You need to do it again. Like, it's one of those yeah. things that we think that you could do um, several times in your life as you uh-huh. as you meet with God. Um, this is not just a study, like like Richard said, of, of just filling in the blanks, but it is, it is meeting with the Lord and seeing Him work in your life. So we're so grateful for your obedience to do uh-huh. this and for your family. And so thank you again for being with us today. Oh, it's been my pleasure. It's yeah. great to be with you both. Thank you. And well, you listeners, can, yeah, oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead, Elizabeth. Say, yeah. You can find everything that we talked about, Experiencing God, at lifeway.com slash experiencinggod. And we'll have a link to it in the show notes as well. But if you want to get the teen study, if you want to get your copy of the study, if you want to, if you thought the book sounded like more like something you would like to do or the Bible, definitely um, check out that website. It has all the stuff right there for you. Yeah, thanks so much. Well, listeners, uh, it's been great to have you with us again this week, and we want you to come back next week. So goodbye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. If you want to join in on the conversation, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram, at Kelly D. King and at E.D. Heineman. Use the hashtag MarkedPodcast to connect with us. You can also find Lifeway Women on all social media channels at Lifeway Women. All of today's show notes will be posted at lifewaywomen.com slash podcast. If you love the show, leave an iTunes review. It's a great way for other people to hear about the podcast. We'll see you next time. <laughs>